Idaho Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio. <laughs> <laughs>
listeners like Jeff Todd. Yeah, absolutely. And and you you guys know as much as anybody or anybody that listens like Jeff Todd in that late seventies, man. That's my that's my wheelhouse. As I was uh, a chubby kid eating Rolos and drinking Kick up there in the in the chair back <laughs> in the very expensive chair back seats, as we found out in the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, let's go. Gary Emmons going to start. Hey, real quick, why don't we just do this? Why don't we hear from one of our sponsors? Uh, Chip, I'll let you decide what sponsor we want to hear from first tonight. Talk yes, about Gray's then. Well, it, let me just say, if if you were sitting down at Gray's right now, what would you order? Two cheeseburgers and fries. I know what. I would. I know what Gary would order. Pickles only on those cheeseburgers. And I, I used to be a two cheeseburger guy, but for whatever reason, I've gotten this double cheeseburger kick now and fries. It's oh, pickle wow. only. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely going that for sure, and I'm I'm needing it because I haven't had it in a long time, and maybe I don't need it, but I want it. And, uh, <laughs> and, and what you talk about Todd? I mean, it was good to see Todd. They he he's finally hanging it up from coaching for all those years, and Coach Sightseer got him a got him a rocking chair to relax a little bit. So he he served uh, he served a lot of youth of uh of, of Lawrence County and especially Red Hill during his time, and uh, he coached me and. Uh, Always appreciated uh, Coach Gray a lot, and uh, during school and then post school when I was coaching, got to hang out with him quite a bit too. So congratulations to Todd on his uh, retirement from coaching. Yeah, that was that was yeah, nice. Um, and Chris had reached out to us about doing that on the Facebook page, but we couldn't we couldn't hide it evidently on a page, right, Chip? Yeah, it's you can't make things visible to certain people, so we weren't able to because we want you know it's going to be a surprise for Todd, and Todd's an active member of our Facebook page, so. We couldn't put it out there, but yeah, he started coaching at the high school level near the tail end of my high school career. So I got to work with him a little bit and I know he went, we've done a little little league research and after our time took over the union and went on a run for years with the union. And then of course all of us worked with the junior high program that was started after we all were out of Red Hill and then the high school, his work with the high school program, baseball, football, and everything else in between. So yeah, I had a junior, great career. Go ahead. I had him for junior high football too. So he oh, did, okay. Didn't know about I that. Junior high football, but yeah. Um, I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him back on the it's year, maybe take one year off. I, I think we blood. might see him back. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it, my prediction. That's awesome. Back to the Gray's commercial. Uh, <laughs> famous catfish dinners, hand-cut steaks, those great cheeseburgers, tenderloins, you name it. I know on the Facebook page I was looking today, they put up their lunch specials every day. Man, I, I've got to have a Gray's Beef Manhattan. I just it, it has to happen at some point soon, so we're going to try to do that. You know where they're at there on East State Street. Give them a call, 945 945- Nine five zero one. Nine five zero one. Yes, I saw one of our sponsors. It's always great to see the sponsors kind of working together in this world. I saw Tyler Griffin on Facebook today. I saw shared that. the B Pan Manhattan picture. It's so. Um, it's we'll hear more about Tyler a little bit later on. I'm sure, but it's uh, yeah, it's good to see him sharing the Gray's Beef Manhattan. So nine, I've never had one. No, I don't. Well, it's going. That I know Brandon. Change. Brandon Smith loved them. Oh, wow. All right, 945-9501. Yeah. Give them a call. Go pick it up. Go eat in there. You know you're going to run into somebody you know. Have a cold drink. Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. Let the Gray family cook for your family today. Let's start. Here we go. Gary Evans. All right. Well, we're going with 1993. I think I kind of want to start off with a song, if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah. I think that's a, just a Kind of get it got us in the, in the feel of a... Of a 
of the fall of 1993. I want to go with uh, Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. That was I, I love that song, and it, it was number number eight in the country on Billboard Hot 100 during the week of September 20th, 1993. So just get a little uh, sample of that going. Well, you know, like this is you know this this type of music. I mean, this is kind of it was starting starting to hit the airwaves and the radio and thing like that. When I was yeah. starting to really blow up that genre of alternative grunge music, and Soul Asylum was one of them for sure. It is a, it is a great song for sure. Yep. Well, the week of September twentieth, nineteen ninety three. So homecoming for this week was. Week four, which week four has always been the Carmi Bulldogs. The Wednesday edition of the Daily Record reported Carmi's teachers went on strike on September 13th. Hmm. And they were forced to forfeit last week's game against Lawrenceville. Lawrenceville IHSA, <laughs> Yeah, IHSA rules state that if a school has I'm been sorry. out for at least seven days, they have to have a minimum of three practice days to play the game. So as of like around noon on Wednesday, Harry, uh, Principal Harry Rice reported he had heard that no agreement had been reached. Mr. Rice then offered a Saturday game if the strike happened to end on Wednesday so that Carmike could have got a practice in Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and then played the played the homecoming game on Saturday. But that didn't come up. It didn't happen. So Red Hill gets the, gets the forfeit. And they, they oh, wow. Do. We played no homecoming game that year. Or did we? Oh. Oh. Okay. Ooh, oh, do Brian, we reschedule homecoming to a later in the year? All right, we'll keep going, Gary. Uh, well, well, hang so on. What, I got, what do we do now, guys? Well, hang on, hang on. I got a question. Chip, you're an educator. Is it fair to punish the kids? They could still have football practice. Well, I guess technically the, that would mean the coach was crossing a picket line probably. Is it fair to yeah, punish thanks the kids? I've never been part of a strike, but I've all, yeah, I've never. It's not fair to the kids, but I under, but I know. Yeah, I'm glad I've never had to deal with that. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. So, what do we do now? So, the coronation and dance, they were going to be scheduled for Saturday night, September 25th, and that's not going to be changed. We're going to keep the coronation and the dance for Saturday night. <laughs> Actually, time for the dance. But the homecoming parade and pep rally is now going to occur Thursday, September 30th. And the official homecoming game, we have a home game next week okay. against Fairfield. Okay. So we're going to play the actual homecoming game on October 1st against Fairfield. That's a tough homecoming opponent in this area. They were good in the mid-90s. Yeah. So let's talk about our queen candidates for 93. Okay, I'm, I'm going to hopefully get this correct this time. Well, you should if you looked at the page. I did not. I did. <laughs> not. Oh, okay. I did well, not. anyway, our queen candidates are Christy K. Singer, escorted by Justin Marinholtz. And I got to give uh, Christy Cusick, Christy K. Singer, I was having trouble finding some information. I reached out to her a messenger, and she actually sent me all the pages from the bark of the, the uh, 94 yearbook of the 93 homecoming. So I got a little bit of insight of some things I was having trouble finding. So, Christy, if you're listening, thank you. You're like a a producer of this episode. Produced uh, Jackie Steger was escorted by Shane Lumpy Wilson. Okay. Podcast Just favorite. prepared, escorted by Chancey Roderick. Jody Waldrop, escorted by Kelly Tucker. And Jamie Legg, escorted by Jason Anderson. I'd forgotten about Jason Anderson playing football, but but that's your queen candidates. We'll yeah, that's just surprising to me is Alan Stoltz on the football team. I'd forgotten about that. 
Stinger was like catching passes. Yeah. Who was the next to last one? The next to last was Jody Walter, best quarter by Kelly Tucker. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm the ready. parade theme. We're not going to do the queen cry yet. Not time for that. All the parade right. theme was, was called household items. Oh, that's fancy. <laughs> and the freshmen were crowned champions of the float. With spoons. Where they created a giant iron. So it was oh. just a big, like a, what you dine your clothes with. Okay. And it was called Iron and Flat. That was your winner. And the sophomores got second with the giant toaster that read Toast the Bulldogs. Ironically, because I'm in a hotel and in a different setup, my, my phone with the Zoom on it is sitting on a toaster right now. So in, in You probably in, have an iron in the closet. Yeah, in keeping well. up with the 1993 <laughs> homecoming, my phone is on a toaster. Let's see. The dance um, was... The theme of the dance was hopelessly in love. Now we had a little bit of a yes. I had the Liv Newton John song hopelessly devote. I, I was thinking hopelessly in love is hopelessly devoted to you. We found out that wasn't right. Nope. So again, I have to reach out to Christy. Christy comes through with it. It's a, a song by Rick Astley. Once I heard it, I kind of remembered it. Brian, do you have that handy to play a little Rick Astley? Yeah, I sort of remember this song. Our crown bearers, which are going to be future Saluki student athletes, are Blake Potts and Amelia Carr. Amelia had a good, I know, softball career, and Blake yeah. was uh, played several sports at Red Hill, so they were your crown bearers as, as little ones. The 8 p.m. coronation comes, and your 1993 homecoming queen is? I, I'm going to go with Waldrop. I saw it on the Facebook group side. Jesslyn Parrott is your 1993 homecoming queen. So congratulations goes out to we'd have goes to, out to we'd have to go back in the archives. I don't think I've ever gotten one of these right <laughs> that I yeah. that I didn't already know. And the other song I picked, which I'm sure was played the night of homecoming, and I'm sure I got all the uh, all the kids up dancing. Song still played quite a bit. Still played when the Cubs hit a home run. As far I didn't want to target any Cubs baseball this year, but. Uh, it was played still last year when Cubs hit home runs. Oh, yeah, I know, where, I know where you're going here. But the number two song in the country during this week was Whoop, There It Is by Tag Team. Tag Team, back again. Check it, direct it, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the house, jump, jump. This was definitely played at the dance. I'll party over there, yeah. baby. Oh, you know what? I mean, I'm watching Kelly Tucker and Shane Wilson <laughs> dance right now. Yeah. In my head. <laughs> you know Lumpy got down to this. Well, let's skip six days and get to the football game real quick. Finally, the football game. So the two and two Fairfield Mules are coming to town. We're two and two. Joe Jones has picked Red Hill to win by six points. Remember that? Okay. So the game was played in a rainstorm, and then lightning halted the game. Ugh. Now we have to send Fairfield home, and they're coming back Saturday. Oh, my goodness, you're kidding me. What a, so now the homecoming has is now almost a full two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the game was paused uh, midway through the second quarter. Red Hill was down 12-7. to seven. They scored early on a Jeremy Marinholtz rushing touchdown. Play was resumed Saturday afternoon on a field that was just a complete I mean, it was a mess, and our field, it's a lot better now than what it used to be, but uh, back then, I mean, by this time of the year, there wasn't a whole lot of grass anyway from the 
yeah. from the 20 to the 20 and between you know, the hashes, and it was a complete mud pit. You know John King's mad. He can't get out in the fields. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> well, play resumed Saturday afternoon on a field that uh, was just not great for, great for conditions for moving the ball much. But Matt Ambrose's late touchdown gives Red Hill the 13-12 to 12 win for a homecoming and proving to – Three and two on the year. So, right. congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Job, I, I had Fairfield definitely winning that game. I know they were good a couple years later. I figured they were already good. They were only two I mean, they might have been good. But yeah. You put them in a bad spot. I mean, they come up Friday night, that's, have to go home, get up again the next morning. And that's about, you know, that's, that's one of those trips. They always talk about Salem being so long. Fairfield wasn't that much. It was, that <laughs> no. was a pretty good trip down to Fairfield. do it twice. Yeah. Yeah, Salem's a much easier drive too. It yeah. might be a few, you know, ten minutes longer, but straight shot. Yeah, actually, you know, Karma Fairfield might be the worst. Yeah, it, it I don't wasn't. Mean, yeah, I don't mean in general. Right. I meant the worst drive. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. But that's going to wrap up '93 homecoming for me. Hey, let's take a break here and talk about our friends from People State Bank. Stacy Moore, former Slukey, of course, and his team just provide great customer service with a local banking feel. In four convenient locations in the area, Bridgeport, Sumner, though you know what I mean? Let's face it, guys. Those are the two that really matter, but they're also in Lawrenceville and St. Francisville. Go see them. They're a bank that has sponsored Pack the Place all these years, 4-H activities, all kind of community activities. They're a bank that really cares about you. People, State Bank, four locations, Bridgeport, Sumner, Lawrenceville, and St. Francisville. All right, and, so let's... Go a little bit longer on People, State Bank here? No, please. Just a, oh, you, a little bit more. Um, I need to let my mom know about this so she can go win my prizes, but I, I got a text from Waco a couple weeks ago. I had texted in the word shack to win a prize on, on September 7th. I texted the word shack. Okay. Like I Shaq, saw it on... Um, shack like Shaquille O'Neal? No, the other type. I guess it's a restaurant in Lawrenceville, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, and then they texted me back a few days later that I had won the text prize and uh, with their partner, People State Bank. So I'm going to be getting a People State Bank chair and a People State Bank koozie oh. and People State Bank post-it notes for winning this um, did you prize. Say, did so, you say a chair? Yeah. I think it's like a stadium chair, maybe. Oh, so it's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. My goodness. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I hope they haven't given it away. It's, um, so I'll have to have my I, my mom or I'm supposed to stop by at the People State Bank in Sumner to pick up my prizes. So not only giving back to you know their own community, but now they're giving it giving it back to Colfax, Illinois. Yes. Yep. I'll be supporting that chair at football games. Throughout the fall. I, I, I fully expect a picture of that. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to get to 1994, Brian? I've never been more ready. All right. It's 1994 homecoming. I, I always forget to play my music, so I'm going to put it in right at the beginning. One song, and actually when I think of this song, I actually think of this fall, and I think, well, I might be off by year. I know I went to a Red Hill football game and I always pitched I thought it was Fairfield they played that night, but they would have been at Fairfield going by this year. But I always connected to the 1994 Red Hill football season. But the number two song in the land, Cheryl Crow, her, our introduction to Cheryl Crow with All I Want to Do. This is L.A. All I want to do is have- 
Well, there's not. Well, we'll get. There's not much of a homecoming dance this year, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But it was very popular at the time. It was definitely played in the oh. vehicles on the way there or way home. Well, it's one of those songs that can play on you know your top forty station. Plus, it can go over to you know the Wacos of the world, adult contemporary. It's a song exactly. that can be played everywhere. Yeah, and it's not going anywhere. It's just it's. Just an absolute classic. It's going to be still played a lot today. It'll be played a lot thirty years from now. So that was my, that was the number two song that week. And our week that we're working with is the homecoming was actually on September thirtieth. That was the Friday night, September thirtieth, nineteen ninety four. So as you're listening to this, where are you at at that time? Picture, you know, go back and you're where were you at in nineteen ninety four? I can tell you, I was a senior at Eastern Illinois University living in Pine Tree Apartments, Gary's future home. Gary was not in that apartment yet. He would be in that apartment the next year. But, yeah, so I was at EIU. I think I only made it to one Red Hill game that year That when I listened to that Cheryl Crow song on the way to the game. Thought it was Fairfield. Must not have been. And so where were you guys in 94? I would have been in, yeah, I would have been in St. Clairsville, Ohio, working for uh, Rutgers Wholesale at that time. Well, do you know when you started there, Brian? Because you're involved in this fall a little bit. Oh, I am. Did you go later? Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it would have been. I think it would have been. Well, okay. So it would have been right at the end, probably the end of this football season. So, so okay. I, I may be. You're in my research. Okay. Well, I may be a couple months from moving out there then. Because I was actually wondering that one. I was like, I don't think Brian was in Ohio at this time, but he's he's. Popping up in the research here, so Uh-oh. Um, I smell a pigskin picker or something. <laughs> so, um, and Gary, ninety-four. You, this is your second year out of high school. Where are you at now? So- sophomore at OCC, playing fall baseball. We played fall and spring baseball, of course. So, uh, for dinner, spent a lot of time traveling, playing baseball on the weekends. I'm sure. So, uh, I doubt that I saw many games that year either. All right, so. Uh, our homecoming opponent this year will be the Olney Tigers, uh, a, a one-time powerhouse, but a so, good homecoming opponent because you know we're going to play them tough. We always do. Always, one, always. one of the years. Uh, doesn't matter how good they are, we play them tough. So let's um, going on county. There was actually a homecoming mixer at the Lawrenceville Elks, the Bridgeport homecoming mixer. The first I know, I don't remember these going on before that. I've never been to one of these mixers. It seems like the and this is actually called a Bridgeport mixer. They didn't put Red Hill in the title. Um, all these events they do always seem like it's more for like the BTHS crowd. There's not a lot of Red Hill grads involved in them. Uh, maybe some of the early Red Hill grads, but that was happening at the Lawrenceville Elks on Saturday night. So I'm sure some of our listeners were there. It looked like a huge crowd in the blurry picture on the uh, Lawrenceville <laughs> Daily Record site. I was able. It was mainly you know very blacked out, but uh, you. Uh, but yeah, so. The, and I know they're having a mixer this weekend, I think, for the whole county. Must be yeah. Lawrenceville's homecoming this weekend, I guess. And then so they're mixing the whole county up. So this was a traditional homecoming year. And you know how the traditional homecoming weeks work. We're going Thursday night. We're going to go parade prep route or pep rally. So let's start with that. And what, uh, the what week day, did you say it was? This is September 30th, 1994. Okay, so that's more back in that traditional because Gary's week yes. and then my mine, which would be the next year, was was like mid-September. So I, 
that's why I wondered if that was a trend, but sounds like yeah. you're back where it usually is. Yeah, it looks like this this year in 1994 lined up exactly with how the days of the week work in 2022, with uh, Friday being the 30th, and Brian's birthday being on a Sunday would have been this way in 1994 as well. The parade des- or the newspaper described the parade as having several floats, football team on fire engines, okay. two bands. And a bevy of politicians uh, during this two bands, 19... Red, Red Hill High School and Junior High, I'm assuming? That was my guess, yeah. Uh, the two, Yeah, the two school bands. Um, and then, so this is political season, so it's that, yeah. um, you know, a lot of Senate and House races in 1994. <laughs> the floats this year, I'm not sure of the theme, I don't. I didn't use a yearbook for this, so I just had to go with what I could find. So I don't have <laughs> stuff in your one. garage. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think it might be a movie theme. Oh. Um, and one float was called "All Dogs Go to Heaven." Okay. Uh, so I'm assuming it's a movie theme. And the the newspaper did a good job of describing this float. So what was happening on this float? Saint Peter was in a referee jersey, okay? Okay. Standing at the pearly gates. And here's what he did on the float. He allowed Salukis into heaven, dogs into heaven. Okay, all dogs go to heaven. While while all only tigers were denied entry into heaven. So, Ouch. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was the all dogs go to heaven float. All tigers go to heaven. And the other one, I'm getting... We're 1994, so this is one. I knew it was. I wasn't sure if this was a movie. But I remember Speed was huge in 1994. So the next one was called Saluki's Speed Machine. So I'm sure it was off the movie Speed. And what it did, it so we had the Saluki Speed Machine. And what happened on this float? You've got a car <laughs> running over only Tiger football players. Is what okay. was happening on this. So. Um, basically, we're saying we're, you know, we're going to run over the Tigers this weekend. It is a traditional game night. It's going to be a Friday night game. We'll get to that more in a little bit. Okay. And uh, we're going, we had the pep rally and bonfire to follow. So let's go ahead and talk about who our court is going to be. Okay. I know All I'm right. going to get it right. I know I can get it And this. I will get to the winners a little bit later. I know how But it we've works. got. Carrie Cummins okay. is on the court. So this will be the people that graduated in 95. Carrie Cummins is going to be escorted by Dustin Williams. I believe that's Willie's younger brother. So oh, Dustin's yeah. on the court. Okay. Natalie Lynn. Obviously her, her family is friend of the friend of the pop friends of the podcast. Some, Natalie's going to be some es- of them. I'm not sure about Jeff. Is <laughs> going to be escorted by Matt Ambrose running back on the team. Brandy Hager. Escorted by Andy Abbas. Julie Croslow will be escorted by the quarterback, Todd Hardacre. And then Heather Cooper, friend of the show, will be escorted by Jeremy Stout, that lanky wide receiver. I'm sure he was, I think, wore a number in the 90s, like our, many of our wide receivers did back then. Yes. So that's our court. And we'll get to the winners in just a little bit. So let's go ahead now. Let's get into a little bit of pigskin picking to get ready for this game. Make sure I got the right year here. And back in 94, they actually did guest pigskin pickers, which was fun. So some local county celebrities. I do not 
and that's where Brian comes to the player. Brian was actually a, a guest picker. I think it's been mentioned on another podcast at some time that uh, earlier in the season, and Joe Jones does mention that Brian went 4-0 and when he was the guest picker in mid-September of that year. Is that what, and it does, is that what made me my celebrity status going 4-0? Yeah. Well, and it lists that you were a junior pro football coach at Red Hill. So, oh, that was, okay, so that's how I knew you were still around still, in the county yeah. for a little bit longer. So this we're going with a, young, a youngster for this one. He's a 1994 Lawrenceville grad. Okay. He guesses just on that clue right there who our guest picker is going to be a 94. I mean, when you guys think 94 Lawrenceville grad, he's probably the probably the one you know the best of anyone in that class, okay. I would guess. It's not Jeff Gear. J.R. Lockhart. Not J.R. Good guess, though. Brian Davis. No, Brian Davis was the guest picker the previous week. It went Brian Emmons, Brian Davis. Um, so, yeah, because it mentioned that after two consecutive weeks of Brian's, we've got another. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's a great guess, Brian. Oh, thank you. Uh, J.R. Um, Locke Davis. Who, who's, who's the. He didn't play basketball. He's a football player. Oh. Chad Gray. Oh, wow. Oh. Chad Gray makes a. So Chad is our. Um, Pigskin picker this week. I'm sure he picked ready to lose by a hundred. Yeah, I don't know if he was trying to lose these matches, but um, has to be the worst celebrity picker of all time. Did an awful job on these selections. Um, this was coming after the guest pickers were 14 and three on the season. I mean, there's a decent um, chance he did it on purpose just to be funny. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So Brian Emmons had a four and zero, oh, and then. Um, so did Brian Davis. This we have two consecutive four and zero pickers. So Chad's currently at LTC, and he fancies and fancies himself as a solid prognosticator. Okay. So Chad knows sports, always has. So um, he's kind of got that that savviness. He's going to be able to probably nail these games. You would think. His father, Lynn Gray, though, who at this time was the uh, assistant coach at one of the assistant coaches at Lawrenceville. Said Chad couldn't pick his mother out of Walmart. <laughs> How do you describe Chad? Oh boy! Um, so here's Chad's picks. Chad's uh, Salem and uh, Lawrenceville. He picked Salem by fourteen, just months after graduating from Lawrenceville. Uh, he's going to pick Red Hill to beat Olney. Going with the oh, home, co- going with the home team, and then he picked. Fairfield, or he picked Florida to beat Fairfield by three, and then he picked Mount Carmel to beat Carmel, which that's a solid pick there. But I will tell you on some of these, Lawrenceville did beat Salem, so Chad lost that one. You're kidding. Lawrenceville's first win over Salem in decades. Wow. Um, Fairfield beat Florida by like 50 points, and he had Florida picked in that one. He (laughs) did get the Mount Carmel game right. We'll get to the Red Hill game here in just a moment and see how he did there. All right, so let me see here. Let's let's go on to the game now. Okay. We're playing the Albany Tigers, as as I said. This was this was a tough game, guys. Um, coming into this game, we are um, two and three, and we kind of know. I mean, we pretty much got to win out if we're going to make the playoffs. And this is a team that we're thinking maybe has some playoff potential. And at this point in the season, you kind of feel like you can win out. Alney's beatable. Okay. They come in with a 3-2 and two record, and we always play them tough. And then you got a Florida team that just lost by 50. You've got Oblong, which, you know, we all, 
we think we all, should always beat. And then we've got Lawrenceville at the end of the season. Lawrenceville obviously is decent this year because they just beat Salem, but it's it's definitely possible to win out this year and get back into the playoffs for the first time since we made state eighty. And I know, you know, senior Matt Ambrose would love to get there like his brother yes. did, but guys, this was Coach Evans Uh-oh. called this a dev a devastating loss. Oh. Their daubers are down and our playoff hopes went out the window. I think the only thing now this is my own quote here, since we're two and four now, winning records still in play. I think you gotta you, you can win these last three. Uh, so just some highlights from the game. Um, Ambrose led us in rushing with 160 on 23 carries. I don't know. It seems like I need to look into this 94 season a little more. But I never really think of him as, as a great running back, but seemed to put up some huge numbers at times. So um, Todd Hardacre um, passing the ball 10 of 22 for 84 yards. Okay. And so the scoring went that way. Red Hill got out to a – 6-0 lead, and then only tied it up in the second quarter. And then Red Hill, uh, Jeremy Marinholtz caught an 18-yard pass to give Red Hill a 12-6 lead at halftime. And then in the third quarter, only um, then jumps out to a 13-12 lead and then ended up winning 21-18. to They And here's how they – here's how they're, they're winning touchdown – with 4:46 to go, we got the lead after scoring. After taking the taking the 18 to 13 lead, we kicked off and Gus Inskeep from Alney 83 yard kickoff return for a touchdown yeah. to knock Red Hill out of the playoffs. So a tough loss. It was a long game. It was um, and we'll, well, a couple more quotes here. Uh, Evan said we won the battle. Every stat on the board, we won, but we lost the board. I'm sorry. Every stat on the board, but we lost the war. The coaching staff discussed the game until 1 a.m., and we don't see any reason to change personnel. That's the story around it. One of the toughest losses of your career. We're not going to the playoffs in a year where we thought we would. Do we need to make personnel change? The coaches have dissected the video, and no changes need to be made. Um, we have the talent to win our next three games. We'll eventually do the 94-95 school year. Yeah. Um, but a little spoiler for that, because it might, who knows when we'll do that one. Red Hill, this, I mean, coach said their daubers were down. They would lose every game the rest oh, of the season. Really? They would lose to Flora, Oblong, and Lawrenceville to have one of those familiar two and seven records ah. that we've seen so many times at Red Hill. So, oh, um, yeah, tough season. Um, we know 90, well, Brian, get, we've had a 95 episode. Things are going to start to turn, but I think a lot of people in that locker room and that coach's office thought this was the year it was going to turn. So it kind of turned one year later than everybody was. And they had a pretty good year last year. So this is kind of a, what, they win three or four games? That seems like that year, you know, Tucker and Chancey's senior year. They went five and four. Five and four. So, yeah, I mean, one game away from, so we thought this year would take that next step and we've taken – Several steps backwards, it seems. So tough loss, uh, long game. So the game, so the dance. No, we no. talked about this before. Oh, no. This was even mentioned in the newspaper. It says the coronation did not happen until eleven p.m. Oh my goodness! That, 
So it was an 11 o'clock coordination. I know we are that everybody's got to be out there by midnight. Yeah. They're not keeping kids there past midnight. So. Well, the, so the year before they went to a Saturday night dance, which made perfect sense. And they, and it never sunk in maybe to just keep doing that. Yeah, because they were into that to help Carmine strike, right? And they should have. Yeah, no, it was. It was always. It was always going to be Saturday night. night. Yeah. So people, yeah, <laughs> we got to go back to the Friday night dance. <laughs> so eleven o'clock. <laughs> I just well, so so at that point, and then I'm sure. I mean, there was maybe a little bit of dancing because I know they always start the music a little. There's like nobody in there, but they start the. I mean, the DJ. I've said this before. When the DJ, when his clock starts, I mean, he starts playing music even yeah. if the gym's empty. Um, so, um, but yeah, after the coronation, because nothing really gets started after the coronation. So, forty-five minutes at most for a, for the homecoming dance. <laughs> um, so let's get to the, our queen. It, it, it's whoever wins this. I mean, their name kind of goes down history. They're talked about on podcasts or mentioned, yeah, for years to come. This is an honor. That's right. And this year's homecoming queen. Can I guess? Is Ms. Yes, please do. Was she married to a prognosticator? Uh, or would she marry? I, I don't. I don't think she. Oh shoot! I'm thinking of the wrong sister. Was was she the sister-in-law of a prognosticator? Sister-in-law of a prognosticator. <laughs> uh, okay, I know where we're going now. Um, no, she's not the sister-in-law of a prognosticator that couldn't, that couldn't pick his mom out of Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Natalie. Lynn. Okay. So, Brian, do you want to make another guess, or was yes. Julie Croslow your guess? Julie Croslow was my guess, but obviously I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say <laughs> Carrie Cummins. Okay. It's actually Gary nailed it. God, Natalie Lynn. I cannot. The queen of the 1994 these. homecoming dance. Uh, so, I mean, congratulations. I don't know if I would have known that. I do remember her. I think I may be wrong here. I know. People will send in the corrections to us uh, if we're wrong. The uh, I think her daughter, at least one of them, won a homecoming queen. And I know there was something on Facebook one time, like a mother mother daughter thing, kind of like the Doug Hardacre Todd Todd Hardacre quarterback. Uh, we had a mother daughter homecoming, which I'm sure it's happened more than once. But maybe not a lot of times. I mean, who knows? That's something we can look into. Um, yeah, congratulations to Natalie on that honor few other things there, just some miscellaneous items from paper, just a few. Uh, one thing I like is that Fry's Country Gift Registry, right there east of Lawrenceville at the Knob Hill subdivision. I like when they would put the, you know, who was registered there, all the upcoming weddings. And I wanted to mention that registered out at Fry's, if you want to head out there, Angie Sorensen and Stacy Moore, they have a November 5th wedding oh. upcoming. So um, all those country, you know, country gifts, I'm sure many people went out there to buy them a gift. I saw another ad for a time and temp in the paper, 943-30, sorry, 943-5553. You can get the time and temp, also the menu of the Lawrenceville schools and like oh, the senior citizen meals. Well, by dialing. So I dialed it. I dialed it last night, Yeah. 30 or 28 years later, and it still works. You're kidding. You <laughs> I didn't think there was any way it was going to be in service. What's I dialed 618-943-5553. You have to listen to some ad first, which is more like it's more like a national type ad. Yeah. It's not like a local thing. And then they give you the time. I don't think there's any temperature. There's no menus. But you call there, and 
it does give you the time of day on that. <laughs> I was shocked that that was still in service. <laughs> That's you're telling me Stacy Nancy, you're going to be married for 28 years coming up in the, in the, in the November. Month? Yeah. Less than a yeah. month away from that 28th year uh, wow. anniversary. Happy anniversary. Wow. And then some people, well, the nice thing about the, as Tony Gaither said, Friday night dance, you only have one night as a teacher administrator, you only have one night of supervision. So that might've been the push to move it back to Friday. Yeah. We don't like this having to come back on Saturday. You know, Red Hill teachers, we like just have, you know, it's been our tradition. We're done with homecoming on Friday night. So that might've been the push to move it back Could to Friday. Could they start on Tuesday? I mean, this day. Yeah. We're we're crowning queens at midnight almost. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, eventually it's going to have to get changed. But the good thing is you can still take your date to a movie on Saturday night. Saturday night's wide open now. Yeah. And what and what the kids might have been, I'm sure what Dustin Williams and all of them went to go see, uh, Terminal Velocity with Charlie Sheen, of course, and Time Cop were playing at the Plaza. Okay. $3 if you went before 6 o'clock. Good deal. And then at the show place, you had Milk Money. The River Wild, I saw that in the theaters. Great movie. I've seen it many times. And then a movie we've all, well, I think we've all seen many times. Maybe not. Uh, Forrest Gump was also still playing at the show place. Been there since the summer, but it's not going, still in October playing at the show place. So, oh, wow. That's, that's what you could do on the open, open day. I think I covered everything. So, okay. Ryan, I'll hand it over to you for a sponsor in 1995. Yeah, I'll tell you what you can do on an open day right now. <laughs> and that's order a Bridgeport-style pizza from Griffin's Pizza House. They're open Tuesday through Sunday from 4 to 9, and the first Friday of every month, you can go in there and you can have yourself some lunch. But listen, people, we've been all told that we we they love our pizza of the month spots here we do on the podcast so without further ado the october pizza of the month at griffin's pizza house before i announce that shout out to did you happen to see on facebook the red hill junior pro football teamed up with griffin's for their fundraiser they must i don't know if they were selling frozen pizzas i'm guessing probably they made five thousand dollars doing that so wow so yeah know, I, I know my mom bought me two they're, they're in the freezer down in bridgeport but yeah i, I look forward to having those yeah bought. So great uh, job great fundraiser my goodness five grand so uh, good yeah job. and that's the thing tyler it seems like every week he's got some type of fundraiser going on there spaghetti dinners or frozen pizza fundraisers just does a lot for the community so the october pizza of the month it's a dessert pizza guys and it's s'mores so here's October. what they're, they're going to do. Time. They're going to take a thin crust chip. Then they're going to use, you know, you know, then what well, well, we always talk about the crust. Then we talk about the sauce, the sauce this time, chocolate syrup. Yeah. <laughs> then they're going to take, uh, you know, they're going to reach those Bridgeport size hands in there and they're going to grab a big <laughs> old ball of marshmallows and spread it out. <laughs> and then they're going to take. Uh, this is, I think this is a touch that you didn't have to do, but they're thinking at Griffin's Pizza House. They take crushed graham crackers, mm -hmm. and they're going to mm. sprinkle that all over that boy, bad boy. They're going to throw it in the oven. When they take that out, they're going to add more graham cracker crumbles. And then another light drizzle of chocolate syrup. It's the perfect dessert 
or an after-dinner snack, whatever you want to call it, 10 inches, only ten ninety nine. So call. So you buy your. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just. Saying. So you buy your eight. You buy your eighteen inch your large yeah. sausage or whatever you prefer, yeah. and then you get this as a dessert pizza to have with it. Right. You, okay. See, you've picked up on this already. <laughs> but how? And you might ask, Gary. I know what you're about to say. How? How do I order this? Like, what number do I call? Chip. Well, I think it starts with nine, nine four five. It's yeah. definitely nine four five. And I nine four with. Food. Yes. Is that 3663? Is I, that how you spell food? <laughs> I don't know, but I know it's food. 945 <laughs> food. Call Tyler Griffin's Pizza House for Bridgeport style pizza and dessert pizza. And, and one other thing about the, there's certain, this, go to Tyler's page of the Pizza House page. There's a, on Facebook. There's this Illinois South tourism. They're doing a pizza, a bracket of pizza term for the best pizza in Southern Illinois. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, Griffin's, I think, is advancing. They beat Little Augies out of Breeze, Illinois. So they've been advancing through this tournament. Um, so look out for when their next matchup is. It looks like they won. Oh, no, maybe they lost. No, I see, no they won 305 to 276. Okay, so Whoa, there's some more votes closer. in afterwards. Okay, so they've advanced another round. So Played, uh, place, uh, They faced Mario's Pizza since 1980. That's the actual name of the restaurant. They, that's who they face next week. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, yeah, everybody, old school nation, get the vote out. Vote for Tyler's best pizza. And then I, I yeah, think I Gre- saw. Greenville, that's a Greenville, Illinois pizza place. It's for so, Matt McCullough's. Okay, McCullough, hopefully he'll vote for the pizza house, which I'm sure he will. And if they win that one, I think it's they're they're in for a big showdown next, right? Is Bob still in the tournament? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm oh pretty my! Sure, pretty sure if they both win, it's it's Pizza House versus Bob's going head to head. So get ready for that. Okay, let's move on to 1995 and uh, homecoming that year. Like I say, mid September. Um, I believe the dance was on either the 15th or the 16th. I'll tell you that in a minute. But uh, full week of activities. This was on in the Tuesday edition of the, or the Monday edition of the paper. Each day this week is a special spirit day, including baggy day, which of course you wear baggy clothes, gaudy day, clothes that don't match. On Wednesday, you're going to wear denim dog day. I think we can all figure that one out. On Thursday, it is we're stuck on the dog's day with uh, we encourage you to use a wide use of band-aids. So... Okay. Uh, uh, Nelly style, I guess. You wear them all over your face. And then, of course, on Friday, red, white, and blue spirit day. The homecoming parade will be held Thursday at 530. Pep rally will follow, and then we're going to play Carmi at 7 p.m. on Friday. All-American pride uh, is the theme of the homecoming dance, which will be held, uh, let's see, on Saturday, September 16th. From 8 to 11. So <laughs> congratulations, Red Hill. They they had it in 93 on a Saturday. We went back to the, you know, the midnight massacre on, on in 94, but we're back to Saturday on 95. Coronation for Damn. the Queen will take place at 830. Your Queen candidates are <clears throat> Nicole Burns, daughter of Robert and Cindy Burns of Sumner, Ashley Davis, daughter of Greg and Janet Davis, rural Lawrenceville, Devin Duree, daughter of Denny and Terry Duree, Royal Lawrenceville. Jessica Gator, daughter of Joe and Tammy Gator, Rural St. Francisville. Yet to have a Bridgeport address here. And uh, Michelle Rucker, daughter of Mike and Beth Rucker, 
of Bridgeport and Erica Stoltine, daughter of Stan and Neil Stoltine, rural Bridgeport. So that is your queen candidates. Like I say, you're going to play Carmi again this year. But as you're leading up, you know, when you get done with the, with the activities and you want to go catch a movie, here's what your opportunities to go see were. Braveheart, which uh, made just a whole bunch of money during the their run in uh, which I never I've never seen Braveheart. I've got to be honest with you. I haven't either. The Prophecy, have no clue. Something to talk about. Those are on at uh, at the show place, and then Walk in the Clouds and Mortal Kombat are the other are your other choices to go see that week. Number one in the country, I didn't really download a whole bunch of music because we just covered the 95 school year. This is when uh, Nelly, or I'm sorry, uh, Coolio, uh, rest in peace, Coolio, lost him over the last week. Um, He was number one with Gangster's Paradise. And... But you could buy a 1995 Ford Aspire for $9,200 during this time, which was, yeah, which was nice. One thing never changes, though, I noticed in the paper while I was flipping through it. A Bridgeport couple competing in the Southwest Illinois Regional Senior Olympics. You know who that is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ray Wagner. That's right. Barbara Wagner received a gold medal in free throws and golf putting and a silver in horseshoes, while Ray Wagner received a gold medal in horseshoes and golf putting and a bronze in free throws. The frequent senior Olympics competitors are in the 65 to 69 age category. This is something that we've talked about before on the podcast that I would have completely erased from my memory had we not looked at these old newspapers. And they did this on a regular basis. So uh, I just always thought mm-hmm. that was cool that they were so involved. And they're obviously playing the same sports because they medal. And, and I feel like Barb does better typically than than Ray. But he's, you know, he's hanging in there. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't, well, well what they say? They're in their mid-60s. I don't know how many 60-year-old women were shooting free throws at that time, but good to see. Right. Her. So uh, Red Hill comes into it um, really doing well in the North Egyptian Conference stats through the September 8th game. Billy Gray leading the, the conference in passing. He's, four, he's uh, 31 of 47, which is fantastic, for 419 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Jeremy Marinholtz uh, is third in receiving six receptions for 121 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Brandon Tully's up there in the in the pass or the receiving. McAdow's up there. Allen Redhill dominating the the receiving um, statistics. So let's see. I was trying to see. I don't think we had anybody up there yet in rushing. No. But uh, the passing statistics right now in the North Egyptian Conference are being dominated by the Red Hill Salukis. Uh, it's time to pick it, and Carmi comes in at one and two on the season. Red Hill comes into the, the contest at two and one. The Salukis lost to the best team they'll play in the regular season uh, against Mount Carmel. Pick is Red Hill by 14 over Carmi. And as you know, we just like to say, we just covered this, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but the Red Hill Salukis were uh, were victorious in this game, and, and they scored early, and they scored often, and they go they beat Carmi in this one, 49-6. Billy Gray passing just a fantastic 
Uh, passing day for Billy, he was... Lost it here. 10 of 11. I, was, I almost said it was 9 of 11. 10 of 11, 204 yards passing. Red Hill got 466 yards of total offense. This was never a ball game. Red Hill jumps out on them. 6 nothing at the half, uh, first quarter, but then scored 22 points in the second quarter to blow it wide open. So that continues. Uh, good things for Red Hill in that. Before the uh, game, though, on in Friday's paper, so for a former Red Hill Saluki, uh, no one was injured, so uh, we'll talk about this, but there was a, a car wreck that day. At 5.45 that afternoon, a 1987 Chevrolet driven by Kurt Buttermeyer, 32 Robinson, hit a 1983 Volkswagen driven by Robert Maddell Jr., the crash occurred at the intersection of Illinois Route 1 and Birds Road. Maddell was cited for failing to yield at the stop intersection. So Bobby did get uh, did get ticketed after Buttermeyer ran into Robert Maddell. In the coronation, I've given you your choices. Does anyone have a guess okay. on who? Can you give it Rucker, Gator, Stolte? Who I'm else? going three. Mm-hmm. Rucker, Gator, Stolting, DeRee. Who's my other candidate? Uh, Davis. Davis. Oh, okay. Oh. Davis wins. Who'd you take, Gary? DeRee. Your homecoming escort was Jimmy Lawson. And who did he escort? Michelle Rucker is your 1995 wow. <laughs> homecoming queen. The first one listed from Bridgeport. I don't know if that had anything to, to do with it, but... Michelle Rucker is your homecoming queen, and uh, uh, I, I thought it was in some interesting dress-up days, that, that something that you don't see out of the ordinary. We've talked about dress-up days. Bar Reeve right now is having them nearly every week for people's sectionals and, and this and that, and seems to be kind of the same ones all the time, and Chip's not a big fan of those, as we've discussed on, on uh, the podcast before, but... But yeah, um, other than Bobby Maddle, everybody had a great homecoming that week. Red Hill wins in in uh, in big fashion, and you know who else can win? You if you call nine four five two eight eight one Andrews Insurance Agency. They're at five forty two Main Street. Go talk to T Bone or Juice. They're independent agents, and they can just find you the best coverage to fit your needs so you can sleep at night. And now, of course, they're part of the Burkhart Insurance Agency. So give them a call at the Andrews Insurance Agency, 945-2881. And, I mean, is there any more familiar location in Bridgeport, Illinois, than than where Andrews Insurance Agency is at? property. Yeah, it's prime. So I think we discussed on the last podcast if uh, – if this was a, a, jet or a uh, Monopoly game, that would be one in blue, probably. That yes, yeah. <laughs> definitely. All right, so that's 95. Uh, Gary's got 96. 96. We're going uh, a couple weeks later. It's now week six, so it's the hell of the first week of October, which week six is always Alney. So we had Spirit Week. We're going to kick off Spirit Week with uh, Monday being Crazy Glasses Day. Oh, wow. Uh, like I said, Tuesday was Bad Hair Day. But I said, oh, well, aren't they all? Um, Tuesday was Bad Hair Day. Wednesday's interesting. We're going to dress like Otis Hamill Day. 
Okay, I like that. So we'll do a little oh, overalls and the flannel, I guess. Lots of overalls in that, yeah. Thursday was uniform day, which I'm assuming if that was sports uniforms or if that was you want to dress I like up or not? I don't know. Yes, I mean, military, whichever direction you want to go with that. Janitor. And then Friday, of course. Friday, of course, is a red, white, and blue day. Ah, that's a staple. So, you got to do that one on Fridays, right? Ah, of course. Football players get to wear their jerseys. Oh, that's always the, that was always the best. Here's our queen candidates. Take note. Uh, I never get the, okay. Our queen candidates are Jessica Shoulders. Okay. Julie Parrott. Sister of '93 Homecoming Queen, right? Okay. Belinda Cunningham, Jacqueline Anderson, and Andrea Pintel. Oh boy! So remember that shoulders pair: Cunningham, Anderson, and Pintel. Right. The Homecoming Parade theme this year was transportation. <laughs> very, <That's> literally, <laughs> very common. I have. <laughs> Chip, I was going back to ours. I mean, ours was. Uh, there was somebody hillbillies one time. Well, because yours was the worst. Well, yours wasn't even a float. Like it was truck. It was awesome. But. Yeah, I know my freshman year was movies. We did High Road to Victory. Yeah. High Road to China. We crossed out China and wrote Victory above it. So yeah, I didn't feel like it was just like the basic. Highbrow. Like, like it just wasn't like household items or transportation. But yeah, I, didn't have, I couldn't find it. there was much wasn't much in the old daily record on uh, in terms of I didn't have the the Barker. So um, not sure who won. I'm sure it was great, whatever it was. Um, getting a little bit of the uh, game versus Alney. Alney's struggling. They come in at one and four. And Joe Jones, of course, the fearless Pittsburgh picker, predicts a 14-point Red Hill win, so keep that in mind. Okay. I said I had a couple very strange things here. At you know kickoff 7 p.m., at 7 p.m. on Friday, there's only one referee present. <laughs> The rest of the crew was heading east from Belleville, Illinois, when they encountered some sort of a traffic jam due to a car wreck. Probably Bobby Metal again. Probably. The referees didn't arrive till 8.30. Oh, my goodness. Kickoff was at 8.50 on Friday night. Wait, when was the dance? The dance was a Saturday night. (laughs) Thank goodness. Because that would have been even worse. We're not kicking off till nine o'clock. We'd have to have the coronation before the fourth quarter. For homecoming, yeah, they could have done it at halftime. I think they somebody does it at halftime now, which isn't a bad idea. Uh, Red Hill only led seven nothing at the half, and uh, finished with a shutout and a twenty-seven to nothing win. So a solid All game right. there. Good job. Always nice to win homecoming. Red Hill's first touchdown of the game came on a. Uh, a Bill Evans staple gets run at least once a year. Old Popeye, the hook and ladder play. That's how we scored our first touchdown oh, in the in the first, first half. Touchdown. That's awesome. Lead 7-0. Uh, Wilson also – so Wilson caught a pass. Uh, Steve Wilson, of course, caught a pass from Billy Gray. And Billy lateral – or I'm sorry, Steve then lateral to Freddie Akers for the 20-yard touchdown pass. Second half saw Chris Allen score two rushing touchdowns and Akers added another rushing touchdown. But they really talked about the key play of the game was in the was in the first half uh, after Red Hill had scored uh, or but before Red Hill had scored. Kid from Alney takes a, a toss to the left and runs seventy nine yards down the sideline, but he's caught from behind by junior Travis Stolting at the seven yard line. So it was a long oh, run. Wow. Travis tracks him down, 
Red Hill then has a goal line stand. Wow, uh, you know, that, that game is, you know, if it's seven to seven, you never know what could happen. But they mm-hmm. they had a great goal line stand and, and they go on. Uh, not a great, not a, a great performance the way Coach Evans described it. But Red Hill does put up the shutout, twenty-seven to nothing. There was a picture in the Daily Record showing a, uh, if you remember, lineman, offensive and defensive lineman Willie Pritz, Willard Pritz. He was grimacing in pain. And it said that uh, basically an unnamed Slukey coach uh, told Joe Jones that Pritz has a trick shoulder that routinely pops in and out of socket. Oh. So he just popped her back in, and Willie just kept – he was a tough kid, so Willard oh. just kept on going with, the, with this trick shoulder he's got. Uh, the theme of the dance was you got this handy, Brian, Celine Dion. They did a great pick at this homecoming theme because it was the number, number three song on the Billboard Hot 100. But the homecoming uh, theme was It's All Coming Back to Me Now by Celine Dion. But it's all coming back to me. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. There were moments of gold and there were flashes of light. There were things i The sweet voice of Miss Celine Dion. And I have a feeling this song was played, number one song in the country, the first week of October. The number one song in all the land was the Macarena. <laughs> that was number one? Yeah, number long one. run. It was very popular that summer. I'm sure that was played at the dance. And then the, the other the song in the world was that the number one song in the country. Oh, it was one of the biggest number ones of it was one of the biggest songs of all time. I mean, it spent like 12, 13 weeks at number one. How in the world was that one of the biggest songs <laughs> of all time? <laughs> There's a dance. I know, Four, but come 14 on. weeks at number one. We're better than that. All I know right. now the that little Nas X song of Billy Ray Cyrus has the record now, but that held the record for a long time, fourteen weeks. And you know this song was played number five in all the land. The Quad City DJs, come on, ride that train. You know that was played. a big time Springfield, Illinois song. Played at every <laughs> wedding in the country, though. Still today. Coronation time. 1996. Not a, uh, well, uh, this is going to be controversial, but I'm going to call this not a great chart right now. Well, some will love it. (laughs) All right, coronation time. You guys got your predictions? Uh, Yes. I I wrote mine down. I I saw the queen in my coverage uh, because she was there to crown the ninth. So I can't answer this one. I wrote, this, got Brian I wrote this down. Oh, here it goes. It's on, it's on my uh, advertising sheet. Right underneath People State Bank, I wrote down the words Pintel. That's not right. Your queen <laughs> is Jessica Shoulders. Oh, congratulations, now, Jessica. Now, Jessica Tully. Um, now, I don't know. Maybe there's a story to this. We won't get into it, but she was escorted by Matt Emmons. Ooh, that would have been great and if she was Brand- escorted by the guy that had the trick shoulder. No, and, and but she was not escorted by Brandon Tully. I thought they were like a high school sweetheart thing. So she was not escorted by Brandon, but regular Matt Emmons, no relation to us as far as I know. That joke, um, that joke was better than the laughs it got. <laughs> but Jessica Jessica Shoulders is your 1996 homecoming queen. Congratulations. Of course, we all know Red, Red Hill went on to uh, a great season. 
won a couple playoff games and got lost to Ducoin uh, down at Ducoin, and but it was a, a great run and was uh you know obviously one of the probably the best football team Red Hills ever had. I know there's others that had maybe more wins or but this was this was the best. I think this is the best football team. I even put this team better than the '88 team, in, in my opinion. But really, um, great, great. Yeah, I would, yeah, great team. And for those wondering, we will cover this team in depth at some point. So we yeah. just can't do all of our great shows at the beginning. We have to save some for for years to come. But yeah, what a team! We will definitely yeah. talk talk about them. Well, that wraps up '96 homecoming for me. Okay. 1996 that means by my calculations we have one left and that will be brought to you by mr chip jamerson and this is we are 20th homecoming that we've covered now this is number 20 right here so wow. the only ones well, i mean we got the two we don't get into the 2000s much we have the late 90s and 2000s to get into and then the early 70s is what we haven't covered yet oh cool so I, I never gave our theme in 1994. You don't even have to play the song if you don't want to, Brian. You can if you want to. I know you have it ready. But our theme in 94, if anyone was wondering, was yesterday. I assume it's the... And since there's no theme in 97, we'll just kind of have this cover 94 and 97 theme. <laughs> but um, have you guys seen... I, I have not. I would like to. I think I'd be interested in it. That yesterday movie where the guy goes back. Yeah, and, I, I did. Yeah, see I like learns that. that looks interesting. It was, it was an interesting con. It was yeah, I, I liked it. I did. So that was the theme of ninety four, ninety seven. It looks like they went with no theme. I um, big thank you before I forget to thank her later, Lindsay Flexter Seacrest. Um, I reached out on the Facebook if anybody had any ninety seven information, and she took some pictures from the yearbook for me. So thank you to Lindsay. Lindsay co-owns the Haviland Hall there in Lawrenceville where David oh. King celebrated his 30-year anniversary, 30-year um, reunion, his re- high school reunion uh, earlier this summer. So check out the Haviland Hall for all your uh, banquet and party needs. So at this time, I'm my second year living in Springfield, Illinois at this time. And this song was just, um, it was rising the charts. It would be huge from here all through the fall into and, in, and throughout the winter. Uh, but my song I selected from that fall, because I'm sure it had been on the chart for like three or four weeks, so it's really getting hot at this time. So I'm positive it was played at the dance. And that's Chumbawamba's Tub Thumping. That's a, a very, that's just a different song than most stuff that, that you hear. Yeah. Different style. You know what that song yeah. kind of reminds me of? The style. What was that band, Gary? They played it all the time when we were at Oak Meadow. Um, fun, like that. Tonight, we are yeah. young. That kind of reminds me of that style. Always reminds like me of Brandon Smith, that song. Brandon Dance, I, I watched Brandon Dance. That, was, it, a little <laughs> that Ashmore, was that? Ashmore, and we drove, for whatever reason, we went from Charleston to Ashmore, and, and we, that, I think we were about the only uh, five people in the whole uh, establishment that night. And 
Brandon was dancing all over that place. It was hilarious. Um, yeah, so my two picks, this I went with the Cheryl Crow song and the Chum Wumma song, two classics from those two years that will endure for many years to come. And I'm sure while people are listening to Chumbawamba, they had, it's 1997. We're going to go mid-September now. It's going to be a September 19th football game. And so throughout that week, we had some different activities, oh, the, the dress-up days. And Lindsay, as I said, sent me some pictures. It looks like they had a hat day or some type of headwear day because Travis Stolting wore one of those big, like foam cowboy hats that were very popular uh, uh, um, yeah. throughout the 80s and 90s. Sweet. I'm sure they're still around today. Uh, Haley White went with a Burger King crown. And just some very, uh, looks like one of the McLean girls went with some type of crown. So headwear day. Okay. Josh Young on one of the days wore a Hawaiian shirt and, um, and an Afro Oh, um, okay. wig. So I'm not sure what the theme was, but the little caption is Josh Young. Are you one of the Jackson five? <laughs> so if you're trying to picture what Josh looks like there, Jackson um, the five captions in your known for their Hawaiian <laughs> shirts. <laughs> looks like we went with like a fifties day because, um, Mike Moore's got the uh, white t-shirt and jeans on and next to him is, uh, Lee Finley and Marsha Lancaster in their poodle skirts. Okay. So it looks like we had a 50s day as well. And then, of course, the floats. Always so, I didn't realize I had a, uh, well, the floats, I'm going to go with my information I have here, and I can look back at the, in the yearbooks here in just a little bit. Um, it was commercials was the theme. Oh, nice. So I know the, the freshman class went with the Just Do It. So Saluki's football, Just Do It. And they had a Nike swoosh on a football, like the football heading, about to go through the goalpost. You can yeah. probably picture it. Not a ton you've of seen thought that, put into that. but I guess. You've seen that done many times yeah. <laughs> through our 20 they homecomings are, I mean, that they, we've covered. They are freshmen. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are a commercial theme. One I liked was the junior class, it looks like, did the got spirit, you know, got milk. It says spirit does a body good. And they had a huge, like, milk carton. On there, next to a goalpost, of course. Got to have the goalpost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, milk carton it is had a picture. Had a picture of it. At first, I thought it was like a missing persons picture, which it might have been. But also, it's kind of in the might have been like the, where the Prairie Farms, like cow or whatever, is um, a picture of Coach William William Wesley Evans. Okay, uh, so <laughs> a nice big picture of Coach Evans there on a milk carton. So I thought that was a fun idea to honor coach. And actually that they were not the only class to honor coach Evans. Um, I love this float. This was not sure which class this is, but it's Bill Evans down on the farm. That was the commercial. <laughs> they went with. I it maybe my all time favorite float and a, another huge picture of coach Evans on this float. And um, sounds like the theme was really, Bill Evans. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought it was at first. Those are the only two I saw. Um, I mean, he's been a popular teacher there for you know fifteen years now, but he's really he, he's he's established himself. They're winning every year now. Now's kind of when you know you're seeing your picture on floats at this point. Red Hill football is rolling at this point, and so. That was, I'm not sure who won the contest, but those are the ones I have. I, and then 
seniors say beat him to pieces. So I don't know if it was <laughs> oh beat him to pieces, beat him to pieces. I don't know if it was Little Caesars or Domino's or what the commercial was, oh, but boy. that was what one of it was like the senior class did. So those are the floats, and we're gonna go this year once again. We're going Thursday. I love the Thursday night. Hey. I'm not afraid to state my opinion on here. I don't like the Friday night parade that they do now. I've never been to one, but hey, to me, parade I've covered 20 of these, Thursday and 20 night. of them have, have Thursday night. So they go with the Friday now. Yes. Um, I, I wish it would go back to – I mean, I know it's the night before. It keeps that night before thing going, but I don't know. I know coaches don't really go out and scout as much anymore with huddle and everything, but I don't go out and scout a football game on – Friday night, or let me go see another game, uh, go watch the Lawrenceville game or whatever. But we're going with the Friday night parade now. But this was Thursday night back in 1997. This was the first year of the coronation at the pep rally. Oh. So, and it's still going today. Oh, I didn't know that. So they now crown the queen on the track at the um, pep rally. Started in 1997. Of course, they had the jersey auction that night. That's a fundraiser for the team. And there were lots of active. There was uh, the pyramid contest, spirit contest. Looks like there was a wheelbarrow race, like where you have, you know, the thing where you hold somebody's feet on the young. Uh, uh, so relay races. So a lot of fun activities. Class of 87, the, the all-time greatest pyramid class of all time. And everybody else can just shut up about it. 87 is the best. We had Doug Bosley yeah. and Jamie Gray that could scale to the top. We could go higher than anybody. Higher. You had strong. You had a strong base. That's right. And so, so everybody, I know there's all kind of debate on this going on out there. <laughs> Every year it's talked about. 1987 is the best. And let's it, end the discussion. Okay. 1987. I don't believe. Yeah. I'm not going to argue 91 on that one. I don't remember us having a ton of success. I said our, it's over. Uh, it's done. No more discussion. <laughs> so these, so this court, I love this. It's probably still this way today. They were, of course, they were in convertibles in the parade, and then they were motored in on the track. I like that. On the, back when it was a cinder track, so I'm sure they don't go on the track anymore. But motored on the track with uh, the, you know, the candidate and the escort. Let's go ahead and get to the candidates right now. And you said this we'll was the, the 20th winner. homecoming we've done, right? This is the 20th so one. I've got to get one right. Okay, I'm locking in on this one. Let's see what we got here. So we've got Leah Osball, and she's going to be escorted by Josh Young. Okay. This is 1997, our class of 98. So our seniors are as you know our homecoming court. Shelly Wilcox is going to be escorted by John Parrott. Stacy Dowdy and Jason Swain, which is going to be escorted by Jason Swain. Jennifer Jacobson and Yancey Lehman. So Yancey escorted Jennifer. And then Amanda Andrews was escorted by Landon Leasty. So those are going to be our candidates, and I'll review those here in a couple minutes when we get back to that. I've got already um, made my pick. Our, we had junior, our junior attendants, or as we like to call them, crown bears. The paper called them junior attendants. I got confused at first. I thought it was gonna be like where you have like a junior, like right on the court, but it's the, it's your little kids. So uh, Emily Andrews and the late Eli Latch were the junior attendants that year. Uh, the parade theme, as I said, was commercials. I already got to that. So I think we're ready for the game now. So let's go to the game. 
we are playing as just like they did when, well, in 93 as it was scheduled, and 95. We're doing the same thing in 97. We like that Carmi mid-September homecoming. So, you know, I, I didn't research the season in depth. I know they ended up going to the playoffs, this, so they're having a good, a really good season. They um, end up, I know I watched them play at Staunton in the playoffs, went down to that game. So another great season for this team after graduating so many seniors the year before. So it says Randall Saluki coach Bill Evans. Well, first of all, kind of getting ahead of myself. Let's see what the pigskin picker thinks first. Um, okay, here's the picks real quick. Um, so in this game, coach or not Coach Jones, uh, Joe Jones is picking Red Hill twenty-two to six. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, this season, Joe's nine and eight on the season. Wow. And back to Chad Gray in that last pigskin picker. I mean, he was trying to be nice, uh, picking Red Hill, not picking against them. And then Red Hill ends up losing on that kickoff return. So Chad, I mean, he was trying to do a good thing and still lost that one. But on this one, Joe Jones is picking Red Hill. Red Hill does come into this game, uh, whoa, one and two on the season. Mm. I expect him to have a better record. Oh and two in conference play. But of course, they've already played Mount Carmel, and I'm sure Salem was the other defeat at this point in the season. So in this game, Red Hill, Coach Bill Evans boned up on his team's offense in the second half and may have found the ground game he's been looking for. We were just up 7-6 halftime over a Carmine team that's crippled with injuries. We switched to the wishbone. We switched from the run and shoot to the wishbone mm. at halftime. So any thoughts on this, Gary? You got any, any thoughts? Well, that's, that's the go-to. I mean, okay. You know, so when things aren't good. working at halftime at the run, you, you go to the wishbone. That's the, back, just back to the basics. Okay. All right. So it, we went to that and it worked. His team's struggling running attack um, led to that offensive change. It's all wide out. Steve Wilson moved to tight end. Josh Young became the lead blocker, and the result was a season high 183 rushing oh, yards. Now there's so a, I already gave it away. We're, yeah. I mean, there's a, a in game. Um, adjustment that works, huh? Yeah, and and a season adjustment because obviously we're going to be we're one and two right now. We're only up seven to six at halftime, and we ended up pretty much running the table the rest of the season to get back in the playoffs again. Um, Evan said we decided to go bone at halftime, moving Wilson and Young gave us two big blockers, and we just ran behind them. We have hard running backs, but they they don't have breakaway speed though, so. Red Hill ended up, you know, winning the half 13-0 for the final score of 20 to 6. Our scoring play in that first quarter, Josh Young did catch a 20-yard pass, pass from Travis Stolte and Dusty Green kicked the extra point. Always nice to have somebody can make an extra point on your on a high school team. Yeah. Um, and then the second half, Yancey Layman had a 4-yard run for a touchdown, and then Bradley Hager um, sealed it and it was 7-18 to go in the game with a five-yard run. And our leading rusher on the game, Stolte, rushed for 67. Um, Lehman for 40. Hager, 27. Dusty Green, 30. Josh Young, 16. Uh, Mike Moore, 3. So spread the several yeah, people involved wow. in that. So a nice homecoming win for the Red Hill Salukis. Before we get to the dance, we've got um, – some junior pro football going on. There was some controversy. Now, Brian, I know you're removed from the junior pro football at this junior pro football at this time, but 
Uh, we had the playoffs going on at this time in junior pro football, and the fifth and sixth grade uh, lost sadly eight to six um, to um, or Red Hill lost to Lawrenceville eight to six. But what I liked about this game, close game, and you just got ousted in the playoffs. Hard feelings ran deep among the adults on both sides. Oh boy. Following the winning score, a disappointed Red Hill coach challenged a jubilant Lawrenceville coach to fisticuffs at midfield. Because oh. the coaches are on the field, right? Coaching the offense and the defense. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're, so, yeah, they're out there. <laughs> so they're on the field with the kids, and you hope that you know something like this doesn't happen. But this, at this time it did. Um, don't know who the maybe – we can do a little research there and find who that coach was, but we, uh, Red Hill challenged Lawrenceville coach, but um, calm eventually prevailed as the players lined up to shake hands. So I didn't read the whole story closely, so I'm guessing there was this eight to six. I got the buzzer or I got the zeros when um, Lawrenceville scored that. So, um, but you know, seventh eighth grade junior pro team won forty six to zip. So um, I guess these would have been kids graduated early two thousands. Um, there, uh, Sasha Buzzard. Yeah, we talked about him. He's one of Brian Stars in the fifth and sixth grade um, team. Had a big night. So that's Junior Pro. Let's get back to the dance. Remember, we have no theme. Uh, we've gone through our candidates. We, uh, they, yeah, the the picture she sent me. The only like signs are up. It just says Homecoming. Dog Homecoming. Well, Dog Homecoming. Hey, listen, you, you once you use household products, you're at that point. You know, you're, you're, you were almost done at that point anyway. So, so let's go. So did you guys have your picks or I've got you mine. already know? I, I've got okay, mine. Brian, who you got? And uh, I'm not going to – I hope I'm not going to go 0 for 20. I'm going to take in this one Shelly Wilcox. Was it Shelly? Okay. Shelly Wilcox or escort John Perry? And John, okay, that's who I'm going with, and I'm, I'm going to – well, I hope I get one of these right. I agree. Parents have had success um, before, um, but we're voting for Shelly here. Yes. And your queen, your candidates, once again, are Leo Spaws, Shelly Wilcox, Stacey Dowdy, Jennifer Jacobson, Amanda Andrews, and your queen is Shelly Wilcox. Yes. 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 Goes down in history as the 1997 homecoming queen and. To wrap things up here, congratulations. And my last thing, if you were going to a movie instead of the dance, it is a Saturday dance, so you don't have that nice option anymore, but maybe hit a Sunday movie. You had uh, The Game and In-N-Out for playing at the Plaza. The Game is a Michael Douglas, Sean Penn thriller. (laughs) And then uh, Kevin Klein, of course, in In In-N-Out. And then The Show Place, you've got Cool the Conqueror, okay. Pia Carrere, yeah. uh, Wes Craven's Wishmaster. Okay, it's, boy. You know, it's getting close to that October season where you got to get one of those movies out. And then, very popular in the news in 2022, uh, G.I. Jane was playing at Showplace. So, okay. of course, the Chris Rock joke about G.I. Jane at the Oscars. And I believe that all that covers all my notes. It was fun. I love homecoming. Yeah. I like homecoming. That's all I got. Okay. 
1993 through 1997 we covered. What a what a great time like we said to be to be at Red Hill. What did we talk about tonight? Carmi teachers were on strike in 93. Shane Lumpy Wilson and Kelly Tucker danced a whoop. There it is. The Jersey auction. The 850, 850 kickoff in 96. Fairfield yeah, and the 11 puck 12. coronation yeah. in 94. Household products are a theme at the homecoming, evidently. Hired them out. You can buy a Ford Aspire for under $10,000 in 95. The Lawrence County Mixer. Yes, going on this weekend. S'mores and Beef Manhattans. S'mores Pizza and Beef Manhattans available in Bridgeport. And we talked about the big tournament going on. Vote for vote for Pizza House in the tournament. Yeah, make sure you do. And whatever you do, make sure you let our great sponsors know that you heard about here on the Old School Podcast. Griffin's Pizza House, Andrew's Insurance Agency, Gray's Restaurant, and People's State Bank. On behalf of David King, who's on assignment, Chip Jamerson, Gary Emmons, I'm Brian Emmons. We are Red Hill. Let's go white.